Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the first mini episode of December 2021. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Uh, Well, December is the kickoff of winter solstice. No matter what holiday or whatever you celebrate, we all are in winter in the Northern Hemisphere, at least. So for December's minis, (laughs) we felt like doing a winter theme was good. Um, It's a really a really broad theme. I'm not going to lie. I ended up just Googling like books with the title winter in it. That's what I did too. Oh, good. <laughs> it's really hard. I was, I, I did go through all of the things that were on my shelf currently. And I started reading through like the little, you know, inside jacket of the book to see if any of them were even set in winter or mm-hmm. had winter in the premise and just nothing. I just had nothing. Not that I hadn't already talked about at least considering yeah. we've, we've had a few episodes. Same. Yeah. Almost all of mine are like summary books or just, or they never said. It's or it's not, unspecified. Yeah. yeah. It's not important like, to the plot. So I was sure that I had one that had like a winter scene on the front and I was really looking for it, but I don't know. Maybe I imagined it. Hmm. Hmm. Don't any books recently? Maybe it went there. You know, I did. So that's actually a good call. I bet I did. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dang it. I guess <laughs> I have to buy right. more books. Ah, shucks. Ah, shucks. Anyways, the book that I did end up picking, um, I ended up actually listening to like, it's an audiobook. Well, it's written, but I listened to the audiobook. The book I ended up picking, I started listening to the second one in the series of three, and I, I got like halfway through. <laughs> it's not clear. It's not <laughs> clear that it's part of a series. Like, it just really isn't. I, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't trust Audible anymore when it comes to like reading the little description to see if it's part of a larger series i don't know um but yeah that's a mistake i make a lot apparently so i read one and a half books in this series but okay, the we'll first the second one's any good or start yeah, i'll let you least. know yeah i can let you know how the first half is um let me finish it so the book that i ended up reading was the snow by flint maxwell and it was read by matt godfrey he was not my favorite audiobook narrator i'm not gonna lie i don't know if his tone was slow or what it was but I did listen to this at like two times speed so maybe it was just the way his diction was I don't know I don't know don't have glowing reviews for him um the reviews overall on this book were not super great so my expectations were kind of low but it was also only like a five-hour audiobook without me doing it at two speed so that's pretty much why I went with this one there's a lot of winter books out there like there really are like, oh yeah there was winter time. in the title or have a pretty picture mm-hmm. once i started googling i was like oh there's a lot of options so then i was going through like what's a good link what's something that i want to read about yeah i ended up telling audible to like only show me ones that are under six hours because i listen to them fast anyways and like that's a pretty quick read so yeah and so many episodes like a, so yeah it's a good balance for me and i do like books that are series and i was like well they're short so like you know maybe sure there could be could be good who knows so this i'm like what genre does this even fall under um it's like a snow apocalypse i love it i'm interested i'm intrigued already right you're i'm drawing drawing them in drawing them in okay so um since it's short i'm gonna try really hard not to like give away anything that happens so i might like suddenly have to like skip over something because they kind of do it weird where like something big kind of happens but then more major stuff happens I, I don't know. Um, it's hard to do linear and then just like hold back the last little piece on this one. But 
I felt like it was kind of interesting. It felt kind of like a podcast, like like one of those like uh like podcast stories where they do like the audio stories. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like I could feel like maybe it was the length of it. I don't know, but maybe maybe it was just the the way the writing was. It wasn't like super strong, but like I knew what was happening. I was interested and curious about what was going to happen next. I think that's a big win. So. <laughs> The main character in this book is named Grady with a, with a G. It took me a little bit to get that one. Okay. <laughs> no, right? It's with a G. I was like, is they saying Brady or Grady? Yeah. Um, so Grady is a firefighter. And <laughs> I thought of you. I was like, it's so <laughs> Farrelly. Um, and he had an incident at work that he has not told any of his friends about or really talked about to anybody. But it's like really giving him kind of like some work PTSD basically. And he's like having, he's just having a really hard time right now. Okay. Yeah. So it is summertime and they are in Ohio. So 4th of July weekend is coming up and he decides that he's going to go hang out with his best friends, um, Stone and Jonas. So Stone has been like a childhood friend for a really long time. He has a limp and uses crutches because of a car accident when he was 18. Um, and then Jonas seems like kind of a normal guy. I don't really know exactly when they met. Who knows? But his two best friends, they decide to do like a drinking and grilling barbecue weekend at a lake. Well, it seems. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's legit. Um, Grady is like really worried that his friends are going to figure out that he has like something going on. He's like, they know right away. Like they always know, like when I'm thinking about something or I'm withholding information. So the way that they kind of explain Grady is that like, he's just like a little like withdrawn right now from like who he normally is and like it's supposedly enough that it's like very obvious. Um, so him stone and Jonas, they get up to the lake. They, I mean, it's a pretty typical first night at the lake for a 4th of July weekend. They're up drinking all night, hanging out while they are down, um, just like by a bonfire. One of the neighbors comes over and is like, Hey, like me and my family are here for the weekend. Everyone else around here seems to be like early 20 year old partiers. And they're probably in there like, late 20s, early 30s, more adulty, more mm-hmm. adulty. Um, like, so the neighbor invites him over and the neighbor's like, oh, hey, like, come hang out with me and my family. We've got some oars. Why not? Sounds chill. So they spend the night, the first night there, they're going, they go over there. Everyone drinks like way too much. So everyone really passes out. Um, the neighbors, because it is relevant. So the dad is Ed. The mom is Angie. I don't remember what the brother's name is. I want to say it's like Tyler or something like that. It's like a very like white boy name um and then the daughter is Eleanor so it's a family of four and they live not too far but like it's not like super close either it sounds like the way that these lake houses are situated are fairly far apart um and so the night goes on they have a pretty good time with the neighbors Grady is very clearly into Eleanor the girl and so like him and his buddies like have a whole like laugh about it because um one of his friends Jonas is like a married dad with two kids like they're all in very different places in their lives which you kind of expect you know once you hit late 20s to early 30s everyone's got something different going on like seems to be how how it works out (laughs) so they make their way back to their cabin and they pass out and um Stone wakes Grady up like kind of abruptly like urgently and he's just like what the fuck like I'm going, I want to sleep. You know what I mean? He's like, we were up late. Like I'm really hung over right now. Like, what do you want from me? Why is it cold in here? And he was just like, um, there's literally a snow storm outside right now. So they wake up the 4th of July weekend in Ohio 
and there's a snowstorm, like, like can't see anything like completely white, like inches and inches of snow on the ground. And Not it is where so I saw this going. I was about to be like, how are we going to get to a winter? I'm so confused. Right. That's why it's so wild. So yeah, snowstorm hits just like in the middle of winter. And they're like, wow, that's really weird. So everyone, of course, grabs their phones to see if they can figure out what's going on. They do end up seeing like a post um, from somebody talking about there being snow in like North Carolina. And this is all like the East Coast. It's very strange for there to be snow in July on the East Coast. It's usually very hot, right? So they're aware that it's going on in North Carolina, but then all of the cell service and all the power, everything goes out. Everything goes down. Like it's freaking dark. It's cold. Everyone's dressed for Fourth of July weekend. Nobody has any clothes yeah, to no be in the snow. Coats and boots. people. They brought food that could be cooked on the grill. Like they didn't think about needing like canned soup or anything that they would need to survive. They've basically got beer and brats. So I'm like, well, you can eat those cold. That's true. And if it's a it's grill, not going to be very good. Propane until you run. Yeah, out. you can probably make that happen. But the snow's coming down like very hard, and so they're like, all right, what do we do? I guess we just wait it out. You know, like that's what I would do. You know, you just, mm-hmm. you're just going to wait it out. Um, so for the first day, they basically spend their time just kind of like dicking around, drinking, <laughs> <laughs> waiting and hoping that the snow is going to stop. But like they start telling like um, just to kind of like set the mood. They weren't really relevant. So I don't really remember the details, but they start telling each other like ghost stories and like that kind of stuff. Just like stuff you would do to pass the time. Like it was like camp. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff that they start um, talking about. And so um, the first night is about to end and, or the first day is about to end, starting to get dark, I think. I'm not sure exactly when this happens. It's either the very next morning or before it gets dark. It might be the very next morning. The timeline isn't super clear. I wish that they were clearer considering how quickly everything happens. Like I wish the writing was clearer about when things were happening. It doesn't say, it just happens next. Um, (laughs) So they get a knock on the door. Everyone's like, okay, like I haven't seen anybody outside. Like no one should be outside right now. Like what's going on? And then the knock gets like a little bit more frantic and um, they hear that it's the girl, Eleanor. And she's like, you need to let us in. Like he's coming. Everyone's like, what? What are you talking about? Right. Very creepy. So they open the door and Eleanor and her brother, because the wind is so like, I mean, obviously power's out, everything's down. The wind is just freaking wild out there. Like you can get blown across a room. So they open the door and Eleanor and her brother are basically just like blown into the room and like thrown on, <laughs> thrown onto the couch, which I just really like the imagery of that. I thought it was fun. Like just that's how powerful the wind is. Um, and they tell him that there's something wrong, that they saw something out in the snow. They're not sure what it was like. So they're on their way here, though, because their dad had gone out into the snow. And when he came back, he was changed. Like, so they met him the first night, right? He was just a very friendly, like, dad type. And, like, he showed them around their house and just was like, yeah, like, this is what I like to do. But he seemed like a really chill guy. Normal and, like, dad. Yeah. And the, the kids said that, like, he wasn't, like, an angry dad like none of these things but he went out into the snow I don't remember what for who did it doesn't matter he came back and he was he basically like started attacking their family and so the dad very early on not really spoiling anything this is like the premise for more shit to happen dad shoots their mom just right in front of them just shoots her and so the kids obviously ran. Oh yeah. Goodbye. I'm so out. So now they're <laughs> so now they're here. Um I, I say kids because like hierarchically they're kids, but they're um so the son whose name I don't remember, we're gonna call him Tyler. 
Tyler's like 17 and uh, Eleanor is supposed to be about mid twenties. So okay, age wise, good. she's still around the same age. For a second, I got a little worried when you said that the boy was 17. Cause then you were saying that Grady kind of had like a little crush on the, Eleanor, on the girl. And I was like, right? wait, like, I was oh like, God. nope, where's this age going? And then you went, yeah, she's like in her mid twenties. Okay, yeah, no, it's okay. And then, like I said, the, the guys are probably in their late twenties to early thirties. Yeah. So Acceptable it, it tracks. Okay, good. <laughs> the math checks out here. Um, so obviously they're like, okay, well that's super not good. And they were like, you need to hurt, like we need to do something like he's still out there. Like he has access to a lot of guns. I have no idea what is going on because they're hunters. They're, they have a cabin in the lake, they hunt. Um, and so they also realized though, that now that they have two more people, they're going to run out of food. Like they don't have any, they, they didn't pack for anything. They don't have any snow clothes or anything, at least remotely warm. The best thing that Grady has is like a holy long sleeve shirt. <laughs> like, oh my God, they're so underprepared. So not they're even like, okay, flannel. Right. Exactly. Not a flannel among them. So <laughs> they're like, okay, what we got to do is we've got to go back to your house because you have supplies, you have guns. Like, this is how we're going to at least get through this. We're, like, if he does walk through that door, we're, we're sitting ducks, essentially. Like, we have to do something. And obviously, like, they're, like, not wanting to have to shoot their dad. But, you know, push comes to shove. Um, so the uh, Grady and Jonas, because remember, Stone is on crutches. So he's mm. slow. So that's why it's important. And it's a big um, snowstorm. So, so he's and it's a big snowstorm. Really you released. can't get around yeah. at all. Yeah. So Grady and Jonas decide that they're going to venture out. They're going to go to the other house. Um, they have a generator too, which means that like, oh, their food's going to be okay. Like they could potentially try to plug in their cell phones so that they could get some power back so they could do receptions. They're going to try a bunch of stuff, but they don't want everybody to have to go out in this snowstorm, especially because the kids were already there and they're freaking terrified. And then Stone can't really get around. Um, so they're like, well, we'll go, it's not that far. And then we'll bring stuff back. So as soon as Grady and Jonas go out into the snow though, like they're both confronted with these, like, um, I'm like, how do I explain? It's like their worst nightmare talking to them. So like for Grady, the incident that happened at work was that a small boy had died in a fire and he felt guilty, even though it's not his fault. Like he went and he tried, like you can't do anything about it, but he felt guilty. So that's who Grady saw. And for Jonas, he saw his abusive stepdad who's now dead. And so basically these images appear to each of them and they can't see the other person's image. They just see like a shadow figure next to the other person so like if i'm grady i can see the little boy and i can see jonas has a shadow but i can't see what oh. the shadow is also really so, can see the shadow yeah right so it's like some sort of being or something yeah like what is it so they're both basically being simultaneously tortured by their chosen monsters and um somehow break free of it i don't remember if one of them yells and breaks the other one out of it or something happens but basically they end up being like well, okay we need to get the hell out of this snow like we need to get inside so they get to the next door cabin ed the dad is nowhere to be found but it's clearly a very bloody scene uh. um i will say that this book does have some like weirdly graphic parts like the interactions that grady has with the little boy figure is a really unsettling and disturbing so maybe be aware of that like the little boy just like kind of graphically describes like how he felt while dying in a fire and I thought that was really awful and crude um wasn't a big fan of that I wish they had left that part out you can be very unsettling without including those details um 
But anyway, so they get to the house, they start kind of loading up on as many supplies as they can. They don't see the dad around, but they do see the gun case open. And so they go, they go grab some guns and the dad appears. I'm not going to tell you what happens here. There's a whole standoff situation and there are multiple people involved and then there are less people involved. Hmm. So some people survive, some people do not survive. I will not tell you who, but the person that does survive gets to leave. Okay. So at least somebody gets out. Somebody, somebody gets out, but I obviously can't tell you because it's a book and there are still more things that I have to tell you about this book itself. I don't want to go mother as far as like specifics because it does start getting kind of hairy and me attempting to not tell you the person who survived. So what I will say is that the person that survived interacts with the other people, um, you know, uh, Eleanor, her brother and Stone. Yeah, I was like, who was back at the house? Just don't see the person <laughs> back at the house. Thank you. Um, so they do like all gather up and they experience more of these figures. At this point, they start calling them wraiths because they're not sure what they are, but they appear different to different people, right? So potentially they're trying, they're basically trying to figure out like what it is. Like, is it showing me my biggest fear? Because the boy sees spiders. He's young, he's 17. He probably doesn't have a person that's necessarily his biggest fear yet. Like it. So it makes sense. Like he, it's a thing. Um, so everyone sees something different, but they're at this point, everyone's just trying to figure out how to escape and survive. So apparently going back to the other house ended up not being an option. I think that the wraiths had like broken down a door or something like that. And so that's, they kind of like all converge by the lake. And at that point, there's nowhere to go, but across the lake. Frozen lake. It's been frozen for like oh, what, a day and a half. Yeah. How thick is that ice? Probably not super thick yet. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of things at play here. Um, Obviously having to go out into the snow means having to interact with the wraiths, but there is an additional factor where the sun doesn't come out for very long at all. Like it's technically daytime, but there's no sunlight. And so we're in Alaska basically. Basically now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the best way to describe what Ohio is like in this little picture. Um, So they can't uh so light is something that the wraiths are afraid of which they figure out because they like shine a flashlight like a really good one like at somebody um at one of the like shadow figures and so they they start to kind of figure out like what they are where they're from but they still have to figure out how to escape so really the way that this story kind of all comes together is that how are we going to get across this lake what do we do when the sun's gone because they try to time it they like wait for the sun to come out so they can try to get across without like having the disturbances but you can't go quickly because it's freaking broken ice so it's like are they going to make it across who's going to make it across stone ends up being having to go on somebody's back because he can't trudge through that by himself crutches on ice aren't good Mm -hmm. and then since there are two more stories it's like what happens next so obviously i do know what happens next some people survive some people don't i'm not going to tell you um as a whole, though, this book for a mini, for a mini, I would give it like four stars, three and a half, four, maybe. Um, let's call it four, just because for a very short book, they were able to get a lot of information in there. Like usually short books, I uh, often feel like they like skip big chunks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like not the- linear enough because they're trying to get to the point. Yeah, but sometimes you're just like, I kind of wish I'd had just a little bit more info here or something else here. Yeah. yeah, there were definitely some opportunities for more information. Like like I said, it was very hard to tell when things exactly were happening, although it was clear it was happening like fairly quickly back to back. It wasn't super obvious. Um, I would have probably picked a different narrator too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was solid. It was solid for a winter mini and I'll probably 
no, I will. I'm going to go finish the second one just because I'm curious how that wraps up. And the second one I felt had more action in it too, because they're more in, in it, you know, it's less of like, what is happening more like, oh, now we got to survive. Yeah. Now here we are. What's, what are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was that book. Awesome. I mean, I was very intrigued to see where, where you were going to go with it being the 4th of July. And then I was like, in the winter book, I was like, you said we picked this. I was a little confused, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, come back in two weeks and y'all can hear my mini less action but still really good so that's exciting um socials really quick is instagram is natasha bedtime on nope that's it and then twitter i i wow iipyb underscore parog sorry i really messed that up everyone that's fine you guys know them by now. It's fine. You know it. You can also check out our website, isn't it pastorbedtime.com to see what's coming up next and what we've talked about in the past. Yep. Be sure to come back. We got full episodes. We have the minis. We got an exciting December coming up. We do. Bring in the new year with us. We'll be here. Oh, yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.